0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and I'm at the Pushkin Museum of Fine Arts, which is not too far from the Moscow Kremlin. And right behind me are two magnificent French 13th century sculptures of apostles. We're not sure which apostles they are, but these really are depictions of Jesus' apostles. The word apostle is a really old word. We saw in the last program that it could depict an admiral with his apostolic crew that sailed with him the high seas to find territories where the church had never been established before. But there's something else important for you to know about this word apostle, the Greek word apostolos. This word is used by so many historical writers, including Euripides, Demosthenes, Plutarch, Aristotle, Plato. And they all used it historically to depict a powerful package that carried important details or a travel document or even a passport. And this tells us that when an apostle shows up, he carries within himself the power of God. He is a divine special package. He's like an anointed travel document or a passport. He has an anointing on his life that opens doors that do not open for other people. He's like a divine passport. I brought my U.S. passport. I brought my Russian passport. You have to have a passport to travel. And when you do apostolic ministry and you sail into regions where no one has been before, you need the power of God to open doors for you. The Apostle Paul often wrote, that a great door had opened for him, and that's because he had the anointing of an apostle upon him. And today we're gonna see the meaning of the word apostle in the context of an apostle being a special package, a travel document, or a passport. But first, I want you to watch this.
2: God sends apostles and prophets to his church as messengers with special insight and revelation. So why is there so much controversy, error, and abuse concerning these ministry gifts? In Rick Renner's foundational new book, Apostles and Prophets, Rick reveals how these responsibilities in the church must operate and teaches you how to define and identify correct and false teaching.
1: It is really imperative that we understand the vision for the church as it's laid out in the New Testament and that we understand the roles of prophets and apostles and how they are to function in the church in these last days.
2: This beautifully bound 750 page book is the definitive study available on Apostles and Prophets. Through its detailed information and illustration, Apostles and Prophets allows you to explore and imagine what it was like in the early church. Call now to get Apostles and Prophets for just $30 or go to renner.org. Don't miss this special offer.
1: hey i'm so glad you're with me today and today we're going to continue talking about apostles and prophets but i want you to get that new book look at it it is enormous If you don't read it, you can lift weights with it. But you need to read it because the subject of apostles and prophets is greatly misunderstood in our world today. And many people are calling themselves apostles who are not. I believe they're sincere. They just don't even understand what the term apostle means. Many are claiming to be prophets. Well, maybe they are prophetic. But that does not mean they are prophets. And in this book, I don't tell you who are apostles and who are not. I don't tell you who are prophets and who are not. I've written this book so that you will be able to develop the discernment to make that determination by yourself. And if you consider yourself to be a serious Christian and a lover of the Word of God, you need this book in your personal library. And I guarantee you will refer to it again and again And again, today I'm going to be teaching from this book. And we're also offering you my series by the same title, Apostles and Prophets. It's 15 parts, their roles in the past, present, and last days church. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. And my friends, I've told you and told you how much I love my study guides because we put so much work into these study guides. We want you to get them and enjoy them when you get the series. And when you can read it, while you're seeing it or hearing it, it really does get the teaching down deep inside your heart. But hey, before we get into the teaching, if you need prayer, call us, write down our phone number, write down our email address, and then write to us or call us. And when we hear from you, we're going to release our faith for Jesus to step into your life. And he's promised us in Matthew 18, 19, that if two of us, that's us and you, If we would agree about anything, He would do it. And we'll get into agreement with you, and Jesus will really move in your life. But yesterday, we saw that an apostle is like an admiral, like a whole fleet of ships and the cargo that he carries and a specialized apostolic crew. And today, we're going to move on, and I'm going to begin teaching you from apostles and prophets. And today, we're going to begin on page... 2, 13. And today you're going to find out that the word apostle, which is the Greek word apostolos, was the very word used to describe a package, a travel document, or a passport. And all of this has a real serious connection to the idea of a New Testament Apostle. So stay with me and listen very carefully. There's more to learn about the word apostolos, which is the word apostle, and its unique nuances and meanings. The Greek playwrights Euripides and the historian Thucydides used this word apostolos to describe important packages that were sent, special packages sent by powerful people that contained powerful and important Contents. And this tells us that apostles are individuals that have been sent by the Lord and they are packages. They contain within them a special anointing. This lets us know that Christ given apostolic gifts are packages sent by the Lord or by the church, and that these Christ given individuals are filled with powerful contents. This is why the Apostle Paul could confidently tell the Romans in Romans 15, verse 29, and I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness and blessing of the gospel of Christ. You see, he was an apostle and he knew he was a special package filled with power. And as an apostle, Paul understood that he was a divine package sent by Christ and that he carried within him the anointing of God and everything needed for everywhere Jesus was sending him. And as a divine package sent by Christ that carried the anointing of God, he knew he was a package who carried the anointing to do whatever was necessary when he showed up. And that would be true of all apostles. But This word apostle, which is derived from the Greek word apostolos, was closely associated. Please hear this. This is really important. Was closely associated with the ideas of travel. Travel. In fact, it was so closely linked to travel that it eventually became synonymous with the concept of a travel document or a passport. That's exactly what it means. The word apostolos came to describe a travel document or even a passport like a passport you would use to travel from one country to the next. Over time, this word became a well-known technical term to depict a travel document or a passport. Today, if a person wants to exit a country and travel abroad or enter a new country, he must present a travel document or passport to cross that border to enter a new territory. But in the ancient world as well, people were often required to possess a travel document or the equivalent of a passport to travel abroad or to enter a country. It was essentially a legal travel document, and that document or passport guaranteed, listen to this, guaranteed that individual the right of passage and the ability to move about freely from one place to another. And the Greek-speaking world, these documents were called Apostolos, which of course is where we get the word Apostle in the New Testament. And I want you to understand that in antiquity, in the ancient world, travel was very difficult, it was very dangerous, and it was very, very expensive. And widespread travel was primarily done just for several reasons. For example, people traveled in the interest of warfare, they traveled in the interest of diplomacy, they traveled for visiting religious sites, or maybe they traveled in order to get some kind of medical care for their body or for their family. But it would have been difficult to travel and nearly impossible to travel without having a travel document or the equivalent of a passport that guaranteed the right of passage. And these documents, again, were called an apostolos, which is where we get the word for an apostle. And in fact, it was so difficult to travel in the ancient world that many times, even when you had an apostle or an apostolos, your freedom to move was still restricted. But if you had an apostolos, it guaranteed you rights that other travelers did not have. But I want to ask you, can you see how this concept of the apostle, the Greek word apostolos, is connected to the ministries of apostles in the New Testament and in our age today? Let's connect the dots and see how this is connected to the ministry of Apostles, and I'm going to read to you directly from my book. Just as a travel document or a passport is a door opener that's needed to journey into new regions or new territories, this ancient use of the word apostolos informs us that an apostle is anointed like a travel document or a passport that opens doors for him and his ministry that may not ordinarily be opened for others. That apostolic anointing enables him to have supernatural passage into new territories. Indeed, this anointing supernaturally gives him the right of passage into new geographical regions and territories that would be normally difficult, if not impossible, for others to enter. This means a bona fide apostle is graced and supernaturally anointed to cross difficult barriers into new regions so he and his team can colonize a new region for the kingdom of God. Wow, that is amazing. I personally know authentic apostles. I know several of them. I don't know many, but I do know several. And it's my observation that they thrive in territories that others find difficult are nearly impossible to penetrate. And I'm not implying that their task is easy, but they have an anointing that takes them into those hard to penetrate regions and an anointing that keeps them there. And once there. An apostle becomes like a divine bulldozer to clear, demonish rubbish out of the way. And the process then begins for establishing the church in a place where it has never established before. He is anointed like a travel document or a passport that enables him to go where others cannot go. And if you look at the ministry of the apostle Paul, you will see that he was regularly entering new territory, and seizing new opportunities where the gospel had never been preached and where the church had been non-existent. And in Paul's letters, he even writes about, listen to this, open doors. Open doors that were set before him to reach into virgin territory. And one example of this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9 where Paul says, "For a great door and effectual is opened unto me" and there are many adversaries. This verse is amazing to me. It has meant much to me in my own life and in my own ministry because God has set many open doors and effectual doors in front of me. But it's amazing the doors that were shut to others supernaturally opened for Paul. And that's because he had the anointing of God upon him like a divine travel document or a divine passport that enabled him to pass into new and often hostile territories. That anointing was a part of his God-given equipment to do the job of an apostle. But notice Paul also says it was a great door. The word great is the Greek word megale. This word megale describes something that is enormous or something that is massive. The word door is from the Greek word thura, and the word thura normally describes a door that was locked shut with a heavy bolt that slid through rings attached to the door and to the frame. This kind of door was normally sealed tight, but Paul said that what had been sealed tight for others had been miraculously opened up for him. And notice he also called it an effectual door. The word effectual is in the Greek word intergeis. The word intergeis describes something extremely powerful and filled with possibilities. It was the equivalent of Paul saying an enormous massive door that is usually sealed shut for others has suddenly swung open for me with divine and great possibilities. That is amazing. His apostolic anointing, like a spiritual travel document or a divine passport, supernaturally opened doors that enabled him to go where others were not able to go. All of that is in this word, apostle, the Greek word apostolos, which really described a travel document or a passport. But when you come to 1 Corinthians 16, verse nine, Paul then added, and there are many adversaries. And this is very important because usually on the other side of a great and effectual door, you don't just find opportunity. You find adversaries that are waiting for you. But Paul was anointed as an apostle or an apostolos. And that meant that apostolic anointing was opening doors so he could forge into new territories and into new regions where he and his crew could establish the gospel in a new place and doors that normally would be sealed for others miraculously swung wide open for him. Now, listen to this. Paul and his apostolic team had walked through these doors, and once they walked through these doors, they were miraculously enabled to stay in those places. This truly was amazing. And in fact, the ability to endure in difficult places is one of the first signs that Paul gives as the sign of an apostle. For example, in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 12, he writes that the signs of an apostle will rot among the Corinthians. And the first sign that he lists is patience. And that's amazing because most people jump to the next part of the verse, which says truly the signs of an apostle will rot among you in all patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Well, most people jump right to signs and wonders and mighty deeds. But the first sign that Paul listed was patience. Patience. Anyone who's done apostolic ministry understands why patience would be listed as a sign of true apostolic ministry. The word patience is a translation of the Greek word hoopomene. Listen to this. It depicts one's ability to stay, abide, and remain in one's spot. It means to keep a position, and it pictures the inner resolve to maintain territory that has been gained. And indeed, those who do apostolic work in regions that are not for the faint of heart understand the devil launches against them all kinds of attacks and they need to have stay in their power, the ability to stay put even in the face of demonic assaults. And the Apostle Paul listed this supernatural endurance as being as miraculous as any sign and wonder. Wow, that is amazing to me. Listen, genuine apostles are enabled and anointed to walk through normally sealed shut doors and function in regions and territories that can be difficult or hostile to the gospel. So in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 12, Paul in addition to talking about signs and wonders and mighty deeds, lists this divine patience as one of the marks of true apostleship. And this means our real apostle doesn't tuck his tail and run. He does not. He stays where he is called. And even if he finds himself under a heavy load, he refuses to bend or to break or to relent, and the ability to stay there is this divine gift of endurance that works in him, which is a part of his apostolic equipment. So, when New Testament hearers heard the word apostolos, which is our word, apostle, it meant to them that it depicted a person who, like a travel document or a passport, was supernaturally anointed to journey into regions that were barred from others, or that were otherwise very hard to penetrate. And this explains why it was possible for the early apostles to travel across the world at a time when travel was very difficult. And not only did they travel, they journeyed far, far, far and into very difficult regions where doors normally would have been shut for others, but their apostolic anointing was a door opener and enabled them to go where others could not go. This is part of the apostolic anointing. That is amazing. But listen to this. An apostle, has a door-opening anointing that enables them to journey beyond where others have ventured and into regions where no man has labored so they can fulfill their calling to preach the gospel and to establish the church where it has previously been non-existent. That is amazing to me. They possess a divine grace Enabling them to supernaturally stay put in spite of adversities, enemies, or the hostilities they encounter. And the fact that apostles thrive in difficult regions, like I'm describing, is one reason why you may not know personally a lot of apostles. They don't live in areas where the church is already established. Apostles primarily function on the front lines where others are not anointed to go, they are there. And there are many of them, but they may not be where you live because that's not where apostles thrive. They apostles thrive on the front lines. They have an anointing that enables them to penetrate regions that other people cannot get into. And they have an anointing that enables them to stay put. That is amazing to me. But there's something else about this Greek word, apostle apostolos. This word Apostolos was very specifically also used to depict a spiritual messenger who could take others into new spiritual realms and dimensions. And that's what we're going to see when we come back tomorrow. But so far, we've already seen that an apostle from the Greek word apostolos is like an admiral. He, with his apostolic crew, They board their ship, they set sail on the seas looking for virgin territory where they establish the church and then they begin to replicate the life, the language, the customs of the church. And once the church there has been established, the apostle, the apostolic, apostolus, grabs his crew. They get on the ship again and sail into new virgin territory to do it again. That's where he goes, that's what he does. And now we've seen today that he is an apostle and apostolus. The reason he's able to go where others can't go is because God has anointed him like a travel document or a passport and doors that are normally shut for others opens for those who have an apostolic anointing. And when they get into those territories, they are anointed with endurance to stand against all the assaults that come against them and they stay put to finish the job. We have covered a lot And tomorrow we're going to cover more. So join me tomorrow, but I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you.
0: These days, a lot of people are being called apostles or prophets, but are real apostles and prophets still alive, well and operating in the body of Christ today? In this much needed powerful series, Apostles and Prophets, Rick Renner covers what an apostle is and what an apostle is not. What are the signs of a true apostle? Why would anyone claim to be an apostle if he wasn't an apostle? What does the word prophet really mean? What do we know about how real prophets do and do not operate? What about false prophets? 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. And right now, we urge you to get Rick's new book, Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, the Present, and the Last Days with over 700 pages of information to help fortify a solid foundation underneath your life for the special introductory price of $30. Joseph Z., founder of Z Ministries and best-selling author, says armed with his Bible, historical examples, and decades of tenured experience, Rick has produced a scholarly master's masterpiece that will right-size the mania, purge the dysfunction, confront willful ignorance, and cause celebration among the lovers of the Word of God. And Flashpoint host Gene Bailey says this is not a stuffy manual on how to be an apostle or prophet. You will want to keep this book nearby the next time a question arises on the subject of apostles and prophets. Don't miss this exciting offer, the 15-part series, Apostles and Prophets, and the insightful and penetrating book, Apostles and Prophets. Call the number on your screen, or go to renner.org to order. Call
1: on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team and the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. Well, today we've covered a lot of material. And when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see the next meaning of the word apostle, the word apostolos. I pray that you're learning a lot from this series. And I want you to order the entire series. It's 15 parts. It's called Apostles and Prophets. Right now we're talking about apostles. We're going to get to the subject of prophets as well. But the full title says their roles in the past, present, and last days church. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title, Apostles and Prophets. Look at this. And my friends, in the very middle of this book, there's a fully illustrated section to help you see everything that I'm teaching in this book i have got to tell you, I really worked hard on this book. I poured everything that I had into it, did so much research, because I want you to understand biblically, historically, intellectually, spiritually, what is an apostle and what is a prophet. So many people today are claiming to be apostles and prophets. We need to be able to determine who is and who isn't. And that's why I've written this book, and I want you to have it. But you can order all these things by going online, or by giving us a call right now. That I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you have called us to be established in truth. And apostles and prophets are important. And you want us to understand who they are, who they are not, so we can embrace the real gifts that you've sent into the body of Christ. We thank you for this in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But until then... Always remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Hey friends, we're coming to an area near you and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. On Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mack Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastors Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these dates, and we look forward to
0: seeing you there.